This episode of the Boise Coffee Podcast is brought to you by My Espresso Shop. My Espresso Shop is a leading online retailer of espresso machines, grinders, and accessories, and they make it incredibly easy to find what you're looking for for your home or business. Visit myespressoshop.com to find out more. Welcome to season three of the Boise Coffee Podcast. On this show, we talk about coffee, its history, and the culture that surrounds it today. I'm your host, Colin Mansfield, and I'm really excited to be bringing you this next installment after a long winter hiatus. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for stopping by. I hope you'll find time to go back and listen to previous episodes. There's really some great stories and interviews that I think you'll enjoy. If you're a long-time listener, welcome back. I've got some great content lined up for this season's episodes. But before we jump into the first episode, I want to start the season off by taking a second to talk about coffee and taste. And I've done this before on previous episodes, but I think it's worth readdressing. I'm going to put this as plainly as I can. I believe you should drink coffee however you like it best, whether that's black, with cream, with sugar, Splenda, or a sweetener of choice, and whatever flavorings you prefer. But with that being said, I also firmly believe that when a coffee shop works hard to make their beans taste great without any additions, you should do that roaster and barista the honor of tasting their hard work black. Then after trying it, add whatever you want. I thought it'd be fun to ask some of my friends how they prefer to drink their coffee, and I got a great variety of responses, so I'd like to share a few of those with you now. This is Stuart. He's got a pretty strong opinion about how coffee is meant to be drunk. General Mansfield, Stu Davis here, responding to your request. God only intended coffee to be espresso, six shots in a short cup, no milk, no sugar. None of that fake sweetener, nothing. God intended coffee to be black and espresso. Next, here's John with a slightly different take. I like my coffee strong, but then sweetened with a fair amount of equal and hazelnut creamer, preferably a low calorie version. In my mind, somehow, by putting all the fake chemical sugar sweeteners in there instead of real sugar, I'm somehow saving some enormous amount of calories from going into my body daily. But I absolutely love hazelnut creamer. And if I don't have hazelnut, I'll pretty much drink any creamer. But it's about half as good as it is with that hazelnut. One big giant cup every morning starts my day, and that's what I love. This is Mary with a quick and to the point answer. I love my coffee black. And finally, this is my beautiful mother, Susan. Hey, Colin. The only way to drink coffee is black. 
and I like to drink French pressed, medium roast, black coffee. Occasionally, I'll go out and get a cappuccino, and that's because I like just a little bit of cream and foam when I drink it out. Thanks. Thanks, everyone, for submitting your responses. If you're listening to this now and you want to share how you drink your coffee, shoot me an audio recording at boisecoffee at gmail.com. I'd love to include your clip on the next episode. Today, on this first episode of season three, we're going to talk about coffee and we're going to talk about cities. And we're going to talk about these two things in a couple different ways. The first thing that I want to bring up is the fact that every city has its own coffee culture. What I mean by that is that every city has its own culture, and that culture extends to food, nightlife, and yeah, coffee. Depending on where the city is, that coffee culture may be significantly interwoven with the rest of its culture, or it might be an insignificant side note in an otherwise thriving social setting. That's a bit confusing, so let me explain with an example. We'll start with an obvious city, Seattle. It should come as no surprise to you that Seattle, the birthplace of Starbucks and countless hole-in-the-wall specialty coffee shops, has a thriving and vibrant coffee culture. That coffee culture, though, doesn't stand alone. It's very much interwoven into the rest of Seattle's social environment. Because there are so many great coffee shops around, there's an understanding that if a nice restaurant or cafe serves you coffee, that coffee is going to be good, or at least from a well-known and respected roaster. Many bars serve quality coffee as well, and some even have cold brew on tap during summer months. Coffee isn't a standalone thing in Seattle. It's a part of everything. In contrast, let's take a look at New York City. Now, the Big Apple is massive and impossible to generalize, but I'm going to take a stab at it anyways. Overall, New York City doesn't have a great coffee culture. It's gotten a lot better, especially over the last decade, but it's not a mecca in the same way Portland or Seattle is when it comes to coffee. It's got some great local and chain specialty coffee shops to be sure, and because of its attractiveness as an international place of interest, coffee conventions and events happen there often. The sprawling NYC culture, however, doesn't hold coffee to a high standard in the same way Seattle's does. If you walk into a diner or greasy spoon cafe in New York City and order a coffee, you won't be presented with a menu of single origins, and you won't be given the choice of Chemex or Aeropress. Instead, you'll be given a diner mug with perfectly average commodity coffee. If you ask a local where their favorite coffee shop is, they're more likely to tell you Dunkin' Donuts than, say, Stumptown. But let me be clear here, I'm not making a value judgment on these cities based on their infatuation with coffee. I'm simply stating that every city's culture plays a role in developing their coffee culture. Some cities are completely obsessed with coffee, while others couldn't care less. This can become even more complicated when we talk about cities like Rome, Paris, and London, international cities that had a coffee culture long before the United States even existed. So why is this important? Well, for starters, a city's local coffee culture can give you greater insight into what the city is actually like, away from the tourist traps. Rubbing elbows with Capitol Hill staffers at Peregrine Espresso in Washington, D.C. might give you a new level of appreciation for the daily routine of federal government employees, for example. 
Enjoying an espresso at a small cafe in a side street in Rome might save you a euro or two and let you enjoy the scenery of everyday Roman life. On a more practical level though, knowing what kind of coffee culture a city has can tell you how difficult it will be to find good coffee in that city. Last summer, my wife and I traveled to Italy. You can actually hear an episode of this podcast that we recorded there if you go back a few episodes. Our trip took us all over northern Italy, but we began and ended our vacation in Milan. Milan is an interesting city. It it feels more modern and urban than most of Italy, and has far less ancient attractions than, say, Florence, Venice, or Rome. It's a different kind of city, and as I found out, it doesn't have much of a specialty coffee culture. This came as a pretty huge shock to me. After all, we were in Italy, the birthplace of espresso, but I quickly found out Italian coffee culture as a whole is different, and in some ways, it's less concerned with taste than American specialty coffee culture. Espresso is everywhere, but great espresso is a little harder to find. So my plane landed in Milan a few hours earlier than my wife's did, and it was my job to check into our Airbnb and pick her up at the airport once she landed. I had some time to kill, so after dropping my bags off at our room, I decided to go looking for some great coffee. The first place I turned to was an app I enjoy using for local reviews, and it's called Foursquare. It's similar in a lot of ways to Yelp. I quickly found out that searching a review app for coffee in Italy didn't exactly narrow down my options, so next I turned to Google. I searched Specialty Coffee Milan and clicked on the top return. It was a Barista Magazine article from 2014 titled The First Great Specialty Coffee in Milan, and it was about a local coffee shop slash restaurant called Taglio. I searched for the cafe on Google Maps, found it was about a 20 minute walk away from my Airbnb, so I got moving. But by the time I got to Taglio, they appeared to be closed. This didn't make sense because the restaurant hours on Google clearly stated that they should be open, and their own hours posted on the front of the shop reflected this as well. But the locked door and the shuttered windows said otherwise. So I decided to go on a walk along the nearby canal instead, hoping to find another cafe along my route. But later that evening, I learned my next lesson about Italian culture which is that many stores, restaurants included, close down for two to three hours, usually around 2 p.m. every day. This is the Italian siesta, or riposo. But luckily, by the time Taglio opened back up, I still hadn't found a good cafe and was able to settle in and order my first cup of Italian specialty coffee. I decided that I was in the mood for something creamy and confidently, I told my server that I'd like a latte. My server stood there for a second, then repeated it back to me. A latte? Yep, I said one latte, please. As I waited for my drink to arrive, I admired the shop's well-decorated interior, and I found myself loving the sounds of Italian conversations everywhere. My drink arrived, I thanked the server, and I took my first sip. It tasted weak. I took another sip, trying to find the legendary espresso that the Barista Magazine article had promised me, but it wasn't there. There was absolutely no espresso in my drink. It was a mug of steamed milk. So I politely caught the attention of my server and I asked, hey, uh, does this have espresso in it? And they told me, no, you asked for a latte. That's when it hit me and I realized that I hadn't paid nearly close enough attention to all those Rick Steves books I had read to prepare for the trip. The word latte in Italian simply means milk. 
Like a big touristy buffoon, I had ordered a glass of steamed milk. As the realization dawned, I smiled at my server, I apologized, and I asked if she could make it into a cafe latte instead. She laughed a little back, realizing my mistake, and said something like, I was wondering if that's what you meant. The drink came back, and I finally got my first taste of Italian specialty coffee, and it was amazing. I learned two valuable lessons that night. The first is to make no assumptions about how a culture works. For the rest of the trip, my wife and I carefully planned our meals around the Italian siesta. The second is that words mean things, especially when the American idea of what something is uses a specific Italian word that may mean something else. Biscotti is another great example of this. The word biscotti literally means cookie in Italian and doesn't necessarily refer to the crisp, twice-baked coffee dunker that we're used to in the States. That specific biscotti is called cantucci in Italian. So that was a long story to illustrate a simple point. A country's culture and language influences local culture, which in turn will influence coffee culture. Using my story as an example, I'd like to make a few suggestions for how to find great coffee when you find yourself in a new place, whether that's a new country, state, city, or community. These tips don't just apply to coffee. You could use them to help you find a great meal or a fun place to spend an evening. As someone who drinks coffee daily and doesn't want to resort to Mick Cafe just because I've never been to Salt Lake City before, for example, I find myself using one or all of these tips often to find a great local brew. And we'll get into them right after the break. This episode of the Boise Coffee Podcast is brought to you by My Espresso Shop. Here's the deal, finding high quality espresso machines, grinders, and accessories at a good price point can be a huge pain. The folks over at My Espresso Shop have made finding and purchasing the perfect espresso equipment for your home or business dead simple, and with a crazy number of incentives to make for a great buying experience. Their website makes finding the right equipment incredibly easy, with options to shop by type of equipment or by brand name. Their incentives include free shipping and no sales tax on all espresso machines and grinders, and they even have a price match guarantee to make sure you're getting the absolute lowest price for your coffee equipment. For listeners of the Boise Coffee Podcast, My Espresso Shop has put together something special. Right now, you can enter coupon code BOISECOFFEE, that's one word, at checkout, and they'll take 10% off every order that contains any espresso machine or grinder. Again, head over to myespressoshop.com and enter offer code BOISECOFFEE at checkout. And please let them know that the Boise Coffee podcast sent you over there. The first suggestion that I want to give you is to do a little bit of research before going someplace new. And Google is your friend here, but you have to be specific in your search terms. 
Phoenix Coffee will give you pages of returns that aren't valuable, but Specialty Coffee Phoenix or Third Wave Coffee Phoenix are getting warmer. As I do my research, I copy the names of shops that I may want to check out, and I paste them in the Notes app on my phone. That way I'll have a list of places at the ready when the caffeine withdrawals start to hit. The next thing I'd suggest is that you prioritize your research based on what's near the place that you'll be staying. You can do this as a part of your research, or you can do it on the fly later. Either way, it might be interesting that a highly reviewed specialty coffee shop exists in the place that you'll be visiting, but that won't be super helpful if that shop takes a 45 minute drive across town to get to. If I want a cup of coffee to start my day, I don't want to spend half my day getting there. This may seem obvious, but I've made the mistake of skipping this step in the past and realized too late that a shop just isn't worth visiting because of the travel time or an inconvenient location. Next, I recommend checking out the shops on your list using a review app of your choice. As I said, I typically use Foursquare, but other services like Yelp, Google Reviews, or something similar will work just as well. The idea here is to verify that the shops you're interested in live up to your expectations. Keep in mind that reviewers and locals might not be looking at a coffee shop through the specialty coffee lens, and due to this, the statement, makes great coffee, is a little bit subjective. Checking reviews will also tell you whether or not the shop has a full menu, serves delicious cinnamon rolls, or has good service. You may find that a local specialty coffee shop can double as your lunch stop for that day, killing two birds with one stone. My next suggestion should be incredibly obvious, and I shouldn't have to say it, but I will anyways, just because I believe it's really important. Please be courteous to the shop when visiting. If their coffee doesn't quite live up to your expectations, please don't be rude to the staff or barista. You're a visitor here on their local turf. If they did their best to serve you a product with a smile, you really can't ask for much more. Live and learn, at the end of the day, you still got that hit of caffeine. If your coffee was incredible, be sure and let them know. Tell them that you're a visitor and that you really enjoyed the brew. You might make someone's day. The last thing that I want to recommend is that you leave a review for the shop you visited using whatever app you look them up on. Not only will this help out other coffee junkies, but it'll give you a digital trail to follow next time you're in town. I've referred to my Foursquare history more than once to find a coffee shop I visited years prior. And that's another reason I believe you should choose just one review app and stick with it. Before closing, I do want to give you one more resource to help you out with your coffee hunt. Check out reddit.com slash r slash coffee. Every once in a while, I'll do a search for whatever country or city I'm visiting on this subreddit, and more often than not, I'll find a discussion thread where other users have suggested great coffee shops in those areas. If you're not used to Reddit, you can simply add the word Reddit to your Google search to help find these threads. So for example, if you're visiting Albuquerque, you could search Specialty Coffee Albuquerque Reddit. Every country, city, and community has their own unique coffee culture. The next time you find yourself as a foreigner in a new place, I hope these tips will help you out on your coffee quest and help you find a brew worth writing home about. Coffee isn't everything, but in my experience, it can turn a rather banal trip into an adventure while teaching you something about the place you're visiting. Thanks for listening to the Boise Coffee Podcast. 
You just heard the first episode of season three, and I'm excited to announce that episode two will air in just one week. Following that, I'll move back to the usual release schedule of every two weeks. Next week's episode will be a St. Patrick's Day special, and it's going to be about, yep, you guessed it, Irish coffee. If you'd like to catch up on episodes from previous seasons, you can find them all on iTunes, Stitcher, or my blog, boisecoffee.org. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Boise Coffee. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. This episode of the Boise Coffee podcast was brought to you by My Espresso Shop. My Espresso Shop is the perfect place to find new espresso equipment at the best price point. Remember to use offer code Boise Coffee at checkout to get 10% off. Check it out now at myespressoshop.com.